the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRostra. By a vote of 50-49, the Senate passed a sweeping pandemic relief package and a blow to the Equal Rights Amendment movement. Federal District Judge Rudolph Contreras on Friday evening dismissed a lawsuit brought by the Attorneys General of Virginia, Nevada, and Illinois to recognize Virginia's Equal Rights Amendment ratification vote last year as the 38th state to do so, forcing the federal government to add the ERA to the Constitution. Contreras ruled that the vote came well after a 1982 deadline set by Congress. The attorneys general argued in their suit that the deadline was not binding. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring says he is considering an appeal. He's called on the Biden administration as well as members of Congress to work to finalize the ratification of the ERA. Tim McGuire, Washington. And this is SRN News. Hugh Hewitt explains what we'll see out of Trump. Bottom line, the news takeaway. Uh, Trump won't split the Republican Party. He may run. He certainly isn't going to go away, and he certainly is not going to lead a reclusive expert. He's going to be like former President Obama in his former presidency, deeply involved in politics from the get-go. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. The second hour of the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network is coming up next year in the Patriot. Coming up on Monday is a very important trial here in the Twin Cities. It's the Derek Chauvin trial. It starts on Monday. Keep up with us at Facebook and Parlor for the latest regarding the Derek Chauvin trial. We'll have breaking news from the courthouse and the latest surrounding the trial. Also, you can keep an ear to the airwaves here for any live press conferences and statements from local leadership and law enforcement. It's a big trial coming up on Monday. Your forecast calls for sun and 50 down to 32 tonight for Sunday. Mostly sunny and 61. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the white wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal dingy institutional blow blue 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 the show that is turning 17 today that's right we're up past the awkward sweet 16s we are now oh, that's right thank you very much thank you no autographs this time please thank you very much rope line will stand at any rate it's been a, a privilege and a pleasure to be here every single Saturday that I've been here for the low these last 17 years as of today and you'll get to hear more uh stories of these 17 of the the craziest years of my life, two weeks from today, as we have the Narn Super Show coming up. And this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's going to be myself, obviously Brad Carlson, who's been on the broadcast for 11 years and is still the new guy, (laughs) King Banyan, who has been over on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, going on 11 years now. He's on his 11th year there. And that followed on six years on this show, which shows you how long of an institution this is. I mean, King Banyan has spent as much time on AM 1440, The Businessman, uh, spent the same time doing it as I spent going through six different stations back in my 20s, back when I did this for a, quote, career, end quote. So it's going to be huge. Uh, me, Brad, King, uh, Scott Johnson, John Hinderocker from Powerline, they'll be joining us again for the first time since 2010. Ed Morrissey, uh for the first time, well, he's been with us a few times since 2012. King, of course, Chad the Elder, Brian uh, St. Paul Ward will be back. And we'll have some of the uh, f- fellow uh, former producers from back in the day, John Osborne uh, and uh, Tommy the H-Bomb Wynn, who is a current lead singer of Elephant in the Room. So he's he's never far gone uh, from, from my daily routine. But it's going to be great to have all of them back, as well as uh, uh, John the Conciliary 
uh, who's behind the glass with me today, by the way. Welcome back. Always a pleasure to have you uh, uh, making things sound on track. Thank uh, you, Mitch. Always a pleasure to be back, and I'm looking forward to that broadcast. It's going to be a ton of fun. I was talking to King about it this morning. Absolutely. This is going to be great. By the way, it wouldn't be happening without our good friends at Great Garage Door. Uh, and, and by the way, not much mystery what they're into. When you need someone to work on your garage door, you need a specialist. I have been amazed over the years at how complicated those things are. And the folks at Garage, uh, Great Garage Door uh, are, are the people you want to have working on that that accessory that you probably, the most underrated convenience in your life. Having a power garage door when it's 30 below out in the morning and you need to get going may be the most underrated luxury there is. Luxury nothing it's a necessity anyway they are bringing you the four-hour super narn two weeks from today counting down uh, as we speak so more on that uh, later on in the broadcast here so this past week this sort of teed up the big subject uh joy reed of msnbc uh, a person who is to media what i don't know maxine waters or sheila jackson lee is to politics Basically, someone who is a, a buffoon, a fool who exists to create publicity for herself, created publicity for herself by saying conservatives, quote, would trade all the tax cuts in the world to be able to openly say the N word. After claiming Texas was reopening because white people want black people back making them stakes. I'm not going to continue to read the story because you know, Joy Reid. The phrase Joy Reid, it's a name, but my intent, perhaps my mission for this next year is to turn Joy Reid into a synonym for saying something so garrulously, stupidly inflammatory as to make you wonder if, in fact, that the person saying it isn't a sleeper agent for the other side, as if we conservatives had the foresight and the funding to create someone like a Joy Reid to go on the air on behalf of the left to discredit the left, or should we say, by Joy Reading the left. Mission accepted. But it sort of set off the the subject, because obviously February was Black History Month, the annual... Uh, the annual observation of all that, that African-Americans have brought to American history. Well, not all of it, because Amazon scrubbed all references to one of the most uh, a documentary about one of the most accomplished black men in America today. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, the United States Supreme Court, his bio doc uh, documentary, uh, documentary biography. I say bio doc because that's what the cool kids in Hollywood call it. Uh, it's disappeared. Amazon appeared this past week to drop the PBS title Created Equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words, while still promoting a wide array of feature films under the category of Black History Month, such as uh, All In, The Fight for Democracy with Stacey Abrams, and two movies on Anita Hill, who accused Thomas of sexual misconduct uh, and attempted to derail his confirmation, all of which are free to stream with a Prime membership. The Thomas documentary released in January last year remains available to purchase, but a simple search for Created Equal, Clarice Thomas, in his own words, comes up short for the title. Uh, to find it, you got to include DVD. By the way, uh, the documentary will come up as the 10th result. A search for RBG, on the other hand, will bring up three documentaries on the late Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, documentary to the top and promoting a sponsor post uh, of her biography, Notorious RBG, The Life and Times of Blah, Blah, Blah. So, one of the most accomplished African-American men in America, but a conservative, is scrubbed from public discourse. After a couple of decades of systematic slander from people great, Joe Biden, who, who... certainly took his shots at him in the confirmation hearings uh, over 30 years ago, to people small, uh, like current Minnesota House Majority Leader Ryan Eddie Haskell Winkler, who referred to Justice Thomas as an Uncle Tom, before claiming he 
of the Harvard education that he had no idea that African-American men considered Uncle Tom a fairly scabrous bit of slander, a grave insult. Because the, who, who that goes to Harvard would know any such thing. So just in time for Black History Month, references to Clarence Thomas are scrubbed. So clearly... You can probably fill in, really, the the punchline that I usually throw in after pull quotes like that. Our our monthly observance of all things African-American should be retitled Month with History of the Correct Black Americans. You won't find references to him. You'll, You'll find fewer and fewer to Martin Luther King, truth be told. And there's a reason for that. Martin Luther King, in addition to being a lifelong Republican, in addition to being a enthusiastic, law-abiding gun owner, uh, like a lot of figures in African-American history, including uh, Harriet Tubman, whose legacy was gravely debased over this last couple of years uh, by Hollywood, uh, and, and whose, you'll still find references, but suitably bottlerized for modern progressive audiences. I, I bring this up because this ties into a subject that a number of people have brought up with me this past couple of weeks, uh, including a, a friend from college last night, asking if I was going to address the subject of, and I quote, systemic racism on the show. And I haven't because, well, I, I've deferred to Larry Elder, who let's haste to remind you all, is African-American, the sage of South Central, and one of the most popular talk show hosts in America, and who brings up two points. Number one, I mean, among many others. I mean, this guy's a brilliant guy, and one of, one of the, he's easily the best network host at Salem just to hang around with after an appearance, by the way. The, the guy rocks. Anyway, and you can tell him I said so, uh, along with Dennis Prager and the rest of the crew, all of them. But Larry Elder confronts the issue constantly on his broadcast by saying, well, asking the non-rhetorical question, show me an example of systemic racism that isn't just as equally explained by some other variety of racism, Uh, that's an institution, that it's a person, that it's a habit, that it's a cultural, uh, some some part of, of some cultural substratum that hasn't become enlightened over the last 160 years. Show me an example of systemic racism that is actually systemic. And I've I've sort of deferred to that for some time now. But it's occurred to me that that it's a lot more complex than that. Uh but on both sides that that really when big left when people from the left question you about this the well-meaning ones the sincere ones aren't aware of the subtext of the term, and the subtext is out there explicitly in its promulgator's own words. But beyond that, that a lot of conservatives aren't aware of the subtext behind it as well, and, and the things that and the areas of the issue, not the term systemic racism, but of the issue itself that are out there as challenges to all of us, to you and me as conservatives of whatever our racial background, but yeah, especially white people. Uh, By the way, uh, I say this in the immediate wake of wokeness, the woke mob plumbing new levels of stupidity. A couple weeks ago, um, Dana Lash uh, this past week, actually, Dana Lash, by way of exposing the, the grift of the, quote, anti-racism industry, which, by the way, ties in closely with the term systemic racism. I mean, it's anti-racism sets up as its enemy the notion of systemic racism. Neither term means, by the way, what they appear to mean in looking at them, at the exact words themselves. Anyway, Dana Lash this past week published a whistleblower account of the uh, so-called Woca-Cola session, uh, a session where, uh, quote, anti-racism, end quote, grifter Robin D'Angelo, who's made herself a multimillionaire consulting with companies uh, to, about, about their endemic systemic racism, uh, put, put out, I mean, she, she released some whistleblower footage of the seminar, and, and it includes slides entitled, and I quote, try to be less white, 
a term that, by the way, couldn't be a pure example of Berg's 21st law of rhetorical evolution if I'd have designed it that way. Uh, quote, when it comes to progressive policy, yesterday's absurd joke is today's serious proposal and tomorrow's potential law takes you back to a, ge- a solid generation when I was in high school and Bill Murray told his fellow recruits in the movie Stripes, speaking of movies that haven't dated well, uh, to, quote, be less white as they go through the drill routine that, that kind of graduates them from their misbegotten basic training into the very satirical version of the Army back in 1980, 81. I forget. I was in high school. A generation or two of bar bands and nightclub DJs uh, chiding their stiff, dancing, dorky audiences, bobbing along to slow ride or, or more than a feeling or or I'm all out of love to, ah, you guys are a bunch of white people out there. But Berg's 21st law isn't called Berg's 21st suggestion for a reason. Beverly D'Angelo, not Beverly, Robin D'Angelo is part of this massive in- industry of grifters and rage consultants and other ideological hogs bellying up to the trough that is upper middle class first world white guilt and the gold mine it it presents to people. I want to talk about that, but more importantly, I want to talk about the deflection that the notion of systemic racism actually is. And take your calls if you're so inclined. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpet. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select Alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot, intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. 
Hey, don't forget, by the way, this is AM12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and you can hear all of the entertaining conservative commentary and the news you need wherever you are. Just download a free app from your device's app store. Just search for AM12A, The Patriot, or you can go to iHeart.com and get uh, and search for AM12A, The Patriot, or go to TuneIn.com and use the TuneIn app, or search for AM12A, The Patriot, or go to Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Click on AM12A, The Patriot, under Find a Station or Stations Near You. So many ways of hearing AM12A, The Patriot. So, we're talking about the term systemic racism and some of the background behind it. And the question you might want to ask if you're a normal person is... And if you ask that, you're considered to be part of the problem. Almost like Reginald Denny say, asking, why can't we all get along? Well, getting along is counter, uh, counter to the purposes. I'm talking of, of, of the big narrative here and the big narrative that is enriching some people like Robin DiAngelo and creating power for others. By the way, Robin DiAngelo in the great Coca-Cola controversy, giving a, a presentation at uh, Coca-Cola corporate headquarters in Atlanta, telling people to be less white, which, by the way, she defines as being less arrogant, being less oppressive, being less certain, being less defensive, being less ignorant, being more humble, listening, believing, breaking with apathy and breaking with white solidarity. If you've been listening to this broadcast, you know that I have been for four years now talking about the many similarities between Big Left's approach to all of us normals and the approach that a abusive uh, clinical narcissist takes to their victims. We're seeing a couple of those here. Gaslighting, the assumption that we must, we're all white, we must be all in solidarity with each other because, boy, who gets along better than Norwegians and Italians for crying out loud, right? We have so much in common. Uh, and, and by the way, don't be defensive. Be less defensive. That's called a rhetorical trap. If you defend yourself against the slander of having all of the, the ideals of, quote, whiteness thrown at you, Defending yourself against the slander is being defensive, not being humble, not listening or believing. This is the sort of stuff that if it was one spouse doing it to another, it would justify a restraining order and very favorable divorce terms. So let's go from there to the idea of systemic racism, because what we just saw here is a catalog of terms that are well, as, as, as Robin DiAngelo puts it, term, integral parts of, <clears throat> quote, whiteness, end quote. We'll come back to that. So let's talk about racism. And I can hear people out there on, on the left already saying, well, you're a white guy. What you know about racism? Well, maybe nothing. I don't know. But I can read. I can listen. <laughs> I listen. I humbly listen to people describing the world around me and and. I, I, I can find out that there, there's there's some things that are actual actual racism that actually happen have, and have happened in the past. You'd, you'd be stupid not to know and, and allow for the fact that this country has a, a history that has included some fairly ghastly racism. It, slavery was the biggest black mark in the history of this country. And it has an effect on people. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at what 2,000 years of bigotry have done to Jews' attitudes about the world around them. 400 years of slavery in America certainly have had their effect on, on African Americans' views of American society. And to that, I will certainly listen. History is something that we, that, that we need to find some redemption from and a way to grow beyond, and, and we'll come back to that. That's one. Another is personal bias, whether conscious or unconscious. And yeah, there are people out there who are very consciously biased. There are people out there who will very, very explicitly refer to themselves as, 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 as people who practice, quote, white pride with a very, I don't know, very, very, pointed definition of white pride. They, they do, in fact, believe in white supremacy, but then there's other biases with which people just plain grow up. 
And it's not always, for example, I was 16 before I met an African-American, so I had no impressions of African-Americans as people at all until I was in, in my late teens. On the other hand, Native Americans, there's a certain amount of baggage that comes with, with, with a Native American identity in the rural Great Plains. And did it affect my bias? I'd be lying if I said I never picked up any of it from the world around me. I did grow beyond it to the extent that it's been an issue. I've, I've, I, I have abandoned that particular bias uh, with extreme prejudice, Other, as it were. Uh, there, there are others out there, and, and there are things that, that you get beyond by what? By evolution as a person, by education, by developing some empathy about people around you? Yes, by having a boot on your throat telling you change now or else, not so much. That never works. There's a couple of other symptoms of applied racism in society today. Obviously, there's explicit racism in the law. Jim Crow, which is the great project of the father of modern progressivism, Woodrow Wilson, by the way, uh, that, that was an explicit law and set of policies that directly uh, harmed African-Americans and other racial minorities as well. There have been others. The internment of the Japanese-Americans, that was explicit racism. Laws to infringe on the civil rights of Latin Americans that came to America, going back, by the way, to the 1930s, and by the way, in many ways, peaking in the 1960s as led by Cesar Chavez, who sent <laughs> groups of Latin American, Mexican American uh, Union goons to the border to send Mexican immigrants, illegal immigrants at the time, back to Mexico. Uh, that was; those were all examples of explicitly racist policies from governments, or in the, some cases from the unions. These are ex- policies that are racist in black and white, as it were. Or the 1994 crime bill, which had aspects about it that were, in fact, aimed at black crime, African-American crime, in a way that, uh, that, that it didn't affect other ethnicities. Or, for that matter, the 1968 Gun Control Act, which was almost entirely aimed at disarming African-Americans in the inner cities whom the Johnson administration was terrified of at the time. There's also implicit, unintentional racism, or at least disparate effects. Redlining would be one of them. Redlining mortgages, obviously, which and other compacts and other non-explicit policies that barred African-Americans, Latinos, Jews from various neighborhoods around the country not all that long ago. Or, or another one, by the way, a friend of mine who, who is involved in the, let's just say, one level of government bureaucracy, who points out that accounts payable are addressed in alphabetical order in their accounts payable system. Payments go out starting with companies, starting with A, and working their way down the list. Now, what prominent ethnic group that is the largest ethnic minority in Ramsey County has an exceptionally huge disproportion of names starting with Y, X, and Z. Yeah, the Hmong are waiting till the very end of the process to get paid. So those are four separate areas where, intentionally or not, disparate effects are granted to people. And many of them we've tried to deal with as a society. I mean, Jim Crow was repealed almost 60 years ago. The various side effects of Jim Crow were dealt with with the Voting Rights Act, again, uh, 55 and almost 60 years ago. Bits and pieces of the 1994 crime bill are starting to fall by the wayside, although too late to to avoid incarcerating a good chunk of a generation of anti-African-Americans. But it's not nearly that simple, folks, because if you talk about any of these factors to an advocate of the systemic racism notion, they will say, nah, you're not listening. You need to be more humble and listen because systemic racism goes way beyond that. And, and by the way, we've seen it in as many words, in, in, even in the past year or so. The New York Times 1619 Project 
is built around the conceit that African American or rather American society from the ground up was built to express racism and nothing else. That is the underpinning of the entire society. Or I read a book by a woman named uh, Isabella Wilkinson. Is it or Wilkinson uh, entitled Cast, in which she makes the claim that American society is unique in building a caste system based entirely on race, which is completely ahistorical, but drives an awful lot of thought among the crowd that takes the notion of systemic racism seriously. We'll come back to that. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Special guest this week on the Victory Hour will be Howard Root, retired CEO, political analyst, and author of the book Cardiac Arrest. Join Andrew and Howard as they discuss federal prosecutor overreach and government failure. The Victory Hour, Sundays at 4 p.m. Want to become a fearless investor? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike to learn how. Emotions and money don't mix well. Good investors find a way to remove emotion from their portfolio decisions. It's easy when everything's working, but what happens when markets get weak and volatile? That's when you'll be tested. Are you prepared? Alan Mike have solutions and strategies for you. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them at 855-231-6010. We're here with another satisfied JTR Roofing customer. What did your home need? We needed an exteriors update. We needed roofing, siding, um, entry doors, and our storm doors replaced. Why did you choose JTR Roofing? After meeting with their sales team and looking at the products that they we're offering, as well as the warranty, it was an easy choice to choose JTR. What did you think of the work JTR did? The job was completed in a timely manner. The crews were very professional and the workmanship was outstanding. We didn't have any surprises along the way or on our final bill. JTR was very knowledgeable and made it very comfortable from start to finish. Our house looks great. We received multiple compliments from friends and family. I was 100% satisfied with the work from JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Arby's Computer Service. You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. AM 1280, the Patriot. And sing Kumbaya. <laughs> this is why I miss having Casilieri on the other side of the glass. Although he's moved on to bigger and better things, he likes to come back and slum it on the weekends once in a while. <laughs> Northern Alliance Radio Network. AM 1280, the Patriot. One of many. Former producers of this broadcast will be joining us uh, two weeks from today for the uh, four-hour Super Narn. And, and we're going to have just a whole crew of, of old favorites from this broadcast back here. I'll be here. Brad will be here. King Banyan will be here. Scott Johnson, John Hinderocker, Ed Morrissey, King Banyan. I mentioned him. Chad the Elder, Brian Ward, uh, plus uh, former uh, producers like John Osborne, uh, Tommy the H-Bomb. And, of course, the Conciliary will be joining us here. 
Uh, unsure if Megan Fatale will be flown in from uh, Oregon, but we'll do the best we can here. I don't know what our budget is. By the way, it's brought to you by our good friends at Great Garage Door. When you move to a point in your life, a good garage door is not enough, and you need a great one. They're right there for you, and they are bringing you the Super Narn four-hour special two weeks from today. So, talking about systemic racism. Now, this ties in with a subject I talked about last week. Ben Shapiro kicked it off, talking about one of the left's great sins, if you will, is that they are, the term is reductionist. They take complex issues and they try and boil it down so simple that, that it's too simple to actually work or make sense. For example, health care. Or, or climate change, or uh, what's it, gun control, crime control, taking incredibly complex phenomena and trying boiling them down, trying to boil them down into into simple platitudes that are easy to chant but could hardly work less well. And dealing with race is one of those. Now, we listed four examples of how prejudice manifests itself in real life explicitly bigoted laws like jim crow or the 1994 crime bill or the internment of the japanese and rules and policies that aren't necessarily intended to be oppressive to people of of you know to minorities but turn out that way anyway we listed one there's redlining there's there's uh, there's the, the racism of low expectations, by the way, that the, the left practices, all sorts of those out there. And those are addressed in court and via legislation. You can legislate laws out of existence. You can replace bad law with good law, or you can at least neutralize bad law, whether it's implicit or explicit. For example, the Voting Rights Act neutralized a lot of bad law. There, there are other, uh, t- there are other, other examples of that, but two of the other examples are personal unconscious bias or or cultural bias that that people may have, and legislating that is not only ineffective but pretty much counterproductive. If you pass a law that says, "Hey, being a bigot is illegal," what do you think the result is going to be? Bigots going well. I got Big Brother uh, squatting on my First Amendment rights to to be a bigot. I'm going to ramp up the crazy. By the way, I've been pushed underground, so I'm going to let it metastasize into genuine hate, which is what happens, by the way. Or confronting America's history and the and the side effects that it still has in African American culture uh, of, of of slavery, passing a law to say. Hey, don't be a big. I mean, we have a law, by the way, that that, that abolished slavery. The, the the 15th Amendment of the United States Constitution. No, 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution. No, 15th. 15th Amendment. We have a law that abolished slavery, but how do you legislate attitudes on the part of African Americans who still remember centuries of oppression, which didn't end that long ago, by the way. If you look at things like the Tuskegee experiment that experimented uh, uh, with with the lives of African-Americans down south, uh, with uh, with redlining of neighborhoods, with the culture of low expectations that the school industry is imparting on African-American culture, all, all urban culture these days. Just look at the schools. Do you legislate that out of exa- out of existence? Well, that's absurd. That's a it's a stupid idea. It's complex. It's a question that's not easily, well, at all, resolved down into a a series of simple one-line answers. But that's what Big Left is trying to do. Again, we've mentioned the 1619 Project or the book Cast uh, by Isabel uh, Wilkinson that, uh, that make the case that America is built explicitly around racism both of which have gaping historical holes 
uh, cast, by the way, makes the point that America is unique in having a race-based caste system, which would be big news to an awful lot of people around the world. The the, the Tutsis in Rwanda, the Ainu in Japan, uh, the Italians in Switzerland, the Sani in all of Scandinavia, the, the Laps in all of Scandinavia. Race-based caste systems are, are all over the place. And by the way, one of the things that, that cuts into this this idea is that Harvard sociologists 10 years ago discovered that Adults' race is one of the first things that children discover as infants. Being around adults whose skin color is different than that of their parents upsets babies. Some perception that races are different is apparently, according to that study, baked into human perception and cognition. Something that has to be overcome by education by cultural training, by see, learning to see the world as something other than what is coded into human behavior. But the idea of turning all of these these four complex points into one big, overwhelming, reductionistic fallacy, the notion of systemic racism, is a, not a problem to the left because it's not about addressing racism. It's about addressing the system, the other half of the term systemic racism. Because it's not it's not racism that they're after. It's the system, the system in this case being American culture. And indeed, Western civilization as a whole. Because let's remember, Western civilization uh, is the product of a few thousand years of thought that it evolved from time immemorial to embrace the idea that is part and parcel of the Judeo-Christian tradition, by the way, that human beings are of not only value, but immense, incalculable value. Not only value, but culpability, that, that they are responsible as individuals for what they do. They have worth and value as individuals for what they do, but also responsibility as individuals. But that responsibility... It begins and ends with the individual. The sins of the father do not transfer to the children. Uh, I mean, generational guilt is anathema to Western civilization, which flies in the face of how identity politics treats guilt. Uh, but that's the idea of that, that the individual is of worth, that individual rights, by the way, the part of the American experiment that leaped out from Western civilization is that, that rights are an integral part of, you, of your being as a citizen, as a person in a free society. Your rights cannot be legitimately taken away from you. Whatever your color, your gender, your preference, anyway, yeah, some of those concepts came late to American society, but they came to American society. There is no legitimate way for your rights to be taken away from you, short of due process for something that you, not your father, did. That's, that's, that is the strength. That is the thing that has made Western civilization the most humane, not to mention prosperous, not to mention orderly, not to mention livable, but humane system in human history for minorities. Before Western civilization, slavery was the norm. The first significant country in the history of the world to abolish slavery and make it stick was the Kingdom of Norway in the 1200s. And it spread through the rest of Western civilization, faster in some places than others. But in other parts of the world, it's still in effect. Thomas Sowell... Uh, one of Western civilization's great African-American thinkers uh, pointed out that blacks were enslaved not because they were black, but because they were available. And by the way, Africans and Arabs are still enslaving Africans today. There are slave markets in Africa today. They were available and members of societies that more's the pity, could not defend themselves against the ravages of the slavers, who were, by the way, largely African and Arab, then as now. So the goal is not to cure racism. 
the cure, <laughs> the goal is to take down Western civilization. And, and they say it in as many words. Uh, authors Sensoy and, and, and uh, D'Angelo, uh, Robin D'Angelo's definition of racism, could, could hardly be said more clear. Racism, they say, refers to white racial and cultural prejudice and discrimination supported by institutional power and authority used to the advantage of whites and the disadvantages of people of color. Racism encompasses economic, social, political, and institutional actions and beliefs that perpetuate an unequal distribution of privileges, resources, and power between white people and peoples of color. And the other definition uh, by, by a fellow named uh, Ibram X. Kendi, who wrote the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist, says a racist policy is any measure that produces a sustained racial inequity between racial groups. Uh, racist policies has been described as institutional, structural, or systemic racism, but those are vaguer terms than racist policy. What they're saying in every case is that the goal is not the abolition of racism, but the abolition of Western civilization, of the free market, of Capitalism, which is frequently, if not always, a synonym for Western civilization in the hands of these people who, with their primarily Marxist motivations. At any rate, more on this when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Fire. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through, American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Hey, this is Isaiah with the Kingdom Builders. In John 3.14, Jesus says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. There was a time when the nation of Israel sinned against God. As a result, God sent poisonous snakes into the camp, and many people died. But God provided one cure. He told Moses to make a serpent of bronze, place it on a pole, and to spread the news. To be healed, just look and live. In the same way, the poison of sin is rampant in the world today. On our own, we are hopelessly sick and headed toward eternal death. But just as God provided a cure for Israel through the serpent on the pole, even so, Jesus Christ was lifted up on that Roman cross, shedding his blood to redeem us from our sin. Jesus is the cure if we will but look and live. If you have any questions or comments about this or other scripture, you can reach me at Isaiah at thekingdombuilders.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like stars and stripes. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Wrapping up. An hour-long discussion of the concept of systemic racism, which 
let's call it what it is. Uh, trying to transfer, project the, 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 the movement to bring equality to all people and try to transfer that into an attempt to undercut and, and abolish all that is good and strong and, and humane about Western civilization, including its, its relative success compared to every other culture in world history at fixing and atoning for the bigotries, the racism, the, the, the horrors of its own past. Try that with Chinese society, Japanese society, uh, <laughs> Central Asian society, any society in Africa that grew to any prominence. Friend of the uh, friend of the show uh, writes: Institutional racism is intellectually lazy, nebulous, nameless, faceless. Never any specificity in action or uh, instance, etc. Just so gloriously vague. You're right. It is a catch-all. It is a logical fallacy. It is an ad hominem. As we go back to Robin DiAngelo's list of of things to be less white about, be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain, be less defensive. Uh, the first three and the rest of them, be less ignorant, be more humble, listen, believe, break with apathy, break with white solidarity. Well, that's word salad. But and, and be less defense. That's a rhetorical trap. I mean, if you fight back against them, you're being defensive. And to point out, by the way, the facts that, that really there are four aspects to bigotry, to racism, to oppression of people based on who they are and how they were born uh, that, that we can actually do things about repealing laws that are explicitly or implicitly oppressive to people from the from from the grossly evil like Jim Crow or or uh, the, the internment of the Japanese to unintentional the, the, the policies that uh, my friend from college pointed about, about accounts payable going through an alphabetical order, leaving Hmong business people to the very last bottom of the list with their names disproportionately starting with X, Y, and Z. Uh, change those rules. It's a long, hard slog, but it's how you do it and maintain fairness and bring equity to everyone. It ain't easy. It ain't cheap. And it ain't uh, cheap in terms of effort. But it's how real organic change is made. One way you don't make real organic change is passing laws to affect people's beliefs, their internal biases, their unconscious or conscious bias, for that matter. I mean, passing laws, uh, cracking down on them. Uh, it, it, it won't work. Education, broadening people's horizons does, by the way. There's a great article that came out 30 years ago that I can't find online anywhere. Uh, by it came out in the Associated Press. I'm sure it would not be allowed to air today. It was in the it was in the newspaper. It, it tracked African Americans who wound up living in the rural West. And this would have been in 1991, 1992, before everything was online. I haven't been able to find it ever since. I would pay good money to find it now, to be honest. And they pointed out these were, by the way, largely federal government employees who got transferred uh, to promotions at federal offices in the rural West, in the Dakotas, Montana, Idaho, uh, Wyoming, the Pacific Northwest, but not Seattle or Portland. And they they, they put out, yeah, they, they ran into a certain amount of racism born from ignorance, but no hatred. They're just dummies who in many cases hadn't seen an African-American person before. And things fell into place. People evolved. They grew as people. They, they broadened their horizons. They realized in all but the most uh, incorrigible cases that, yeah, the, <laughs> that the, uh, the preconceptions they grew up with were wrong, and they changed. In terms of dealing with our history, well, that's going to be a hard lift. Uh, and there's no easy way around it. Certainly repealing Western civilization, slandering and canceling the civilization that has brought more freedom, more liberty, more tolerance, more prosperity to the world than any other in the history of the world isn't it. And I suspect the people behind it know that. 
because it's not about freedom. It's not about fighting racism. It's about power. It's about getting people to do one job in the name of doing another and ignoring the hard work that needs to be done to address the four actual actionable causes of racism. Much more of that coming up on shotinthedark.info this coming week here. I'll be writing about that at some depth. Don't forget, two weeks from today, we'll be doing the, uh, the Narn uh, Super Show, the, uh, uh, the four-hour Super Northern Alliance Radio Network. The whole cast and crew will be back. Uh, Scott Johnson, John Hinderocker from Powerline, Ed Morrissey from Hot Air, King Banyan, uh, Professor Banyan from the uh, King Banyan Radio Show on AM 1440, The Businessman. Of course, Chad the Elder and Brian St. Paul Ward. And our former producers, uh, John Osborne, uh, Tommy, the H-Bomb win, uh, Conciliary will be back. Uh, and it's, it's, since this is our 17th anniversary, I mean, it's as good a time as any just to say thanks to everyone that has taken a chance on this show over the years. I mean, this, this show itself was a huge leap of faith on the part of the station's management at that time. Uh, John Hunt, who was manager Back in 2004, uh, Patrick Campion, who was the uh, operations manager, the guy from uh, the program director, if you will, who said, yeah, let's put these guys, these seven, eight people of whom only one had any radio experience on the air on our precious airtime and see what happens. Uh, and the people in management that have kept us going ever since, uh, Ron Stone and uh, Nick Novak, who were management during the middle years, and, of course, Nick Anderson and Lee Michaels, who keep us on the air these days with uh, some of the most valuable airtime in the Twin Cities that we trust we've put to good use for low these last 17 years. Of course, uh, John and Scott from Powerline, Ed Morrissey, King Banyan, uh, all four of the guys from Frauders Libertas, uh, the late great blog of, of that name, uh, Brian St. Paul Ward, Chad the Elder, uh, JB and uh, Adam Iser, who didn't stay with the show long, but are still with us in spirit. Michael Broadcorb, who joined us for a couple of years in the middle there. And, of course, Brad Carlson, who was the new guy on the block and is still going on 10 years on the air with us. And, of course, all the people on the other side of the glass. Uh, my great friend uh, from my first radio career, Joe Hansen, who put us on the air in 2004. No longer with us, uh, lamentably, uh, lamentably, and of course, all the the great producers have kept us sounding good sen- uh, since then. Irina, Matt, uh, Conciliere, uh, John, Tommy, the H bomb was with us for years and years and years, and all the folks who've been with us since then. Uh, Terminator N and uh, Brian, who I need to come up with a nickname for because I think he's earned it at this point here. I'll have one of those for next week. I have a hunch in time for the uh, mega show. And most of all, thank all of you for tuning in for these last 17 years, making it worth it for everyone. Thank you. God bless you all. And as always, God bless America. This is Al Momberg. This coming Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll visit with Dr. Jason Reimler, who is associated with the Possum Project and the International Institute for Astronautical Sciences, which provides a practical education for students interested in upper atmospheric research from a practical field research-oriented perspective, including the use of research aircraft, high-altitude balloons, and suborbital spacecraft. Join us Sunday morning for the World of Aviation at 10.05 here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is the Entertainment Answer. Are you looking for a family-friendly musical? How about a week away? It premieres on Netflix March 26th. Starring Bailey Madison, it's about a troubled teen who has a run-in with the law that puts him at an important crossroad. He can go to juvenile detention or attend a Christian summer camp. 
Spoiler alert, he chooses camp. This is perfect for your teens and tweens, so look for A Week Away coming to Netflix March 26th. And to watch the trailer, head over to theentertainmentanswer.com. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, WWT.